We start with a shot of a small figurine. Close up, we see that it's made up of small pieces of metal, apparently scavenged from the arcology. A small hand places another one nearby, and as the camera zooms out, we see that these figurines are being placed on two caskets. As mourners pay their respects, putting these little figurines on the caskets, we see a much younger Arya, roughly equivalent to seven years in human age. She's wearing a simple black funeral dress, and she's holding the hand of a similarly younger Rudiger, who is heavily bandaged. Whispers among the crowd mention a robbery gone wrong. As we see a close-up of Rudiger's face, we see a look of sadness, but also steely resolve. And he grips younger Arya's hand tightly. And then we get another close-up shot of one of these makeshift figurines. This one, its abstract shape resembles a figure with its hand outstretched, as if it's casting a magic spell. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. Then we cut the present time. Oh boy, presents! We see Hercure, Niklaus, and Sirius, followed by Arya in her boots with the fur, and a Hridmar, who is just along for the ride, apparently. The group is heading towards the 955 MGS corridor, which Foreman Ironfoot has said is filled with quite a number of rust monsters that he needs cleared out. There's a couple of montage shots here of you guys clambering over debris as Hreedmard leads you guys through the maze of corridors. As the group walks through the maintenance section of the arcology, Arya just sort of, without really asking anyone particular, asks, so why isn't there magic anymore? Uh, what do you mean? Well, like, back in the day, people used to just be able to cast magic, right? So they say. Yeah, so this, so we've heard. So why, why did people stop? Well, I guess until you guys came around. Um, I mean, I suppose it just became too much effort for people once Magitech came along and made it way easier. Why spend all that time studying, gathering components, and learning how to innately cast spells when you could go to a store and pay 10 gold to conjure water or something? Maybe something happened that drove it out of the world for a while. A lack of respect for the environment, perhaps. Yeah, you think at least, like, somebody would still be able to cast magic, even if they could just buy it. What are you, uh, what are you implying? 
there's like millions of people in this city. Surely some of them would still be like statistically still be able to cast magic, right? Maybe. Maybe no one recognizes that ability anymore because everyone can just go out and buy Magitech. I'm sure they're corporations no more. Clearly they they do because they've been experimenting on people. Arya looks like she's deep in thought. So we haven't really discussed, I think, what happened to the two of you. Were you able to do these crazy things like create mushroom and spores and use mind blasts or whatever it is that you do, Nicklaus, before you woke up in these tubes? I could not. No, I, I, I didn't have the abilities I have now. Hmm. How did you realize that you, you had them afterwards? It was kind of like when you're, you've had a limb that was asleep and it wakes up, but you still know how to use it. You're just kind of fuzzy at first. Mine was more like I suddenly saw things more clearly and how living things connect, sort of the energy of the environment. Jack was strong. But he had <laughs> Jack never been was that strong. strong. I feel like there's a lot we don't know about these experiments. Hmm. Well, even though it was an experiment conducted by a sinister corporation with their own greedy interests in mind, it doesn't seem to really have had any negative impact on the two of you. I don't know. I've been near death a lot more than previously. Well, maybe you're just more accident-prone than most people. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I've been having a little bit more trouble. Oh? Yeah, it's... The abilities I have, they seem to be enacting a toll on me when I use them now. Is it new, or have you just noticed, or it's gotten worse? It's definitely gotten worse. Hmm. The two of you take a look at Niklaus real fast, and there's still some dried blood when he was bleeding out of his ears or something. Or nose. Niklaus, you look great, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, maybe we should take you to a doctor or something after we get out of here. Yeah, the doctor's down here way overpriced. He might need a cleric or something. My uncle's pretty smart. I bet he could fix you. Yeah, or we could go to her uncle. I mean, he did have information about the program. I feel like we did want to find her uncle and talk to him. Okay, so what you're saying is that your magic is slowly killing you. I don't think I would go that far. It's just, you know, comes at a price. Are you going to be okay? Or should you continue with us? Maybe you need a nap. <laughs> um, I should be fine. I mean, you're there to keep me going, right? I mean, yes. And, you know, I will protect you with all the strength I have, but I, there's only so much I can do to protect you from yourself. I, I appreciate that. Now I'm like worried he's going to explode at some point. <laughs> Rolls an outro one, turns into a, an inferno. The group crosses a bridge that hangs over a deep abyss, ah! leading towards an entrance along the side of the cavern. It's boarded up, and there's a triangular yellow sign with a rust monster icon on top of it. <laughs> no metal past this point. Friedmar says, all right, this is the one. So it's like a, a tunnel on the other side of a bridge? Yeah, the bridge leads to the side of the wall. What is the bridge made out of? Metal. Ooh. What does the bridge overlook? 
abyss. The abyss. Just an abyss. Deep abyss. The seventh level of hell. Niklaus kicks a stone over the edge of the bridge. And it's bordered up with, I would assume, to be wood. Correct. Okay. How wide across is the entrance? It's a normal 10-foot wide entrance. It's pretty wide. How, how wide is the bridge? The bridge is also 10 feet long. Uh, 10 feet wide. Sorry. Here's what we do. We lure them out onto the bridge. They eat it. They fall to their deaths. The end. Ooh. What if they don't all crawl out to the bridge before they eat it? Then we're stuck on the wrong side of the bridge with them on the other side. Fine. Reedbar, how how deep does this tunnel go? Reedbar says, this corridor actually is a, uh, there's a foundry in here. On the, in the tun- on the other side of the tunnel? Yeah. I'm guessing there was a foundry and it's now been consumed by rust monsters. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole facility, actually. So quite large. Yeah, there, there's the foundry section and I believe there's a some sort of furnace and some sort of also uh, some other storage section. I feel like we may have underestimated the number of rust monsters that might be present. Well, I think before we left, we, we bored some of the areas up. So it might be kind of sectioned off? Yeah. So where do they come from, the rust monsters? Sometimes they just dig through the bedrock. Up from this abyss? Yeah. The class looks over the edge of the bridge. Seems kind of a dangerous place to have a foundry. He holds out the lantern revealing, are there any invisible monsters lingering in the abyss, Joey? Yeah, there's a random ghost that it leaves after he's A fired. random ghost? <laughs> she casually just drops some afterlife uh, stuff. <laughs> it's like, there goes the neighborhood. Well, we should probably scout it a bit. Well, I think we're going to have to defend that bridge. I mean, who knows where they are on the other side, but once we open that up, we gotta... With the size of the the area, there might not be any nearby. That's true. Mm. But we can't let any get to the bridge or we're gonna be stuck. Correct. So wait, are we on the... Have we crossed the bridge yet? I would assume you guys are at the entrance now. Yeah. Alright, can I make a listen check to see if I can hear any... Or, I don't know what... It's not listen, that's 3.5. Perception. Yeah, go, go and roll a perception check. Eleven. Huku, you hear some faint chittering coming from deep inside the facility, but nothing that would indicate that they're particularly, like, right next, like, (laughs) they're not, like, on the other side of the door. I I can hear them, but I don't think they're right on the other side of the the door here. Okay. And our job is to get them out of here. Eliminate them, I think. Yeah. Because I don't think we can just cage some and, and take them somewhere else they're they're pests anywhere there's metal they're gonna do a lot of damage yes but they're coming from somewhere which means this would just be a temporary solution for them well i mean maybe we'll find the queen in there and we'll have to kill her i don't know do rust monsters have queens sirius looks in her field guide on creatures does Hercure know anything about rust monsters the class will cast mage armor on himself before he forgets here, go ahead and do a history check. Okay. Wait, uh, I'll help. Cirrus's police manual has an index on different creatures that are encountered. It's okay. I got a four. In the city. Okay. It's it's not going <laughs> to matter. I don't know anything about them. I was going to try to give you some advantage. Oh, uh, well, I guess that's up to Joey. How do you help exactly? So Cirrus's police guide has a... Her police manual has... 
Common a section pests. on different uncommon creatures that might be encountered by officers. With with brief one sentence entries. <laughs> a monster manual, one might say. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> if one were to give it a name. <laughs> Alright, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you can go ahead and take advantage. Woohoo! Advantage. It says here they're unaligned. I don't know what that means. So much better. Six. <laughs> it's not a super helpful field guide. It's just like, don't, it's like, just don't engage. It's got a very loose sketch. It could really be anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really just like one sentence long. It's like a large insect that likes to eat iron. Eats metal. Uh, yeah, uh, ferrous metal objects. It's not even that. It's just like a monster that rusts things. <laughs> well, to be fair, if we eliminate all the ones that are here, that's what we were tasked to do. We weren't tasked with eliminating rust monsters as a problem forever. <laughs> New campaign goals. Fair, but these these poor people. I mean, know, I, they, we would explain to them that there's no more there, but they should be careful because they might come back. Yeah, but somebody should really Take do something for them. Well, do something for what? I don't know, these poor workers are living in squalid conditions and fighting rust monsters every so often. At, at this point, Arya has already started crawling through the cracks of the boarded up wood, and you see her like bottom half like pop through. Do you want to pee first? Front front first. Oh, okay. She's, she's very small. She's a gnome. Uh, Arya, wait for us. I don't care if the DM's tired of listening to us discuss things. You have to stay here. <laughs> Hercule starts creating a hole for himself. I'm casting bark skin on myself. Okay. As I go through. Yeah. Your skin turns into wood chips. <laughs> Tough and inedible to rust monsters. From behind the barricade, you hear Arya go, Looks clear so far. Okay, let's just be quiet, everyone, and we'll do a reconnoiter. Arya, get back out here. I can't see you, and I don't, and I'm worried about you now. Oh, it looks like there's something down here. I'm coming. Hercule's going through. All right, go ahead and roll a strength check. Protect the boots. Nicklaus will try to pull the thing off. Uh, sorry, Roy, what'd you say? He's, he's helping Hercule get the wood off with the crowbar he bought. I was going to say, oh. didn't somebody buy a crowbar? Joey, I rolled a 16. Yeah, uh, you, you can roll with advantage, but it doesn't really matter. The uh, You rip off a couple of the boards blocking the entrance, making a Hercule-sized hole to crawl through. He's pretty big, right? Once there's a Hercure-sized hole, he crawls through. There's a Hercure-sized hole in my heart. I'm right here. For now. (laughs) (laughs) Ominous. Anywho. Look, we almost got eaten by Otyug, so, uh, you know, it's not not totally wrong. Niklaus will uh, follow behind Hercure through the hole. I guess I will as well. Friedmar is just like, yeah, I got them them, them willy-nillies about the them rust monsters, so I'm gonna stay out here. Yeah, just be prepared to board it back up after we come running out of, with them chasing us. Alright. Be prepared. Uh, Niklaus will put the hood in the lantern so that it's it's only a 5 foot radius that it has dim light rather than the 60 foot. Mm-hmm. And he will attempt to be sneaky. Alright. How about everybody go ahead and roll a sneak check? Alright. Sneak check. Hmm. There's a big D next to it under my character sheet, so I need to roll with disadvantage. Ooh, not great. Ooh. Sad. 
My first roll was so good. I think you got a seven. Niklaus got a nine. This is great. Sirius got an eight. <laughs> seven, eight, nine. Uh, the royal flush. Yeah. Combat begins. A we're gonna be failure. we're gonna be flushed. <laughs> Arya was probably better off actually before we entered. <laughs> she could have done all this herself. Yeah. We're her minions. Is Sirius wearing her plate mail? I'm wearing my I mean I'm wearing heavy armor, which is why I got a disadvantage. But it's like advanced synthetic Kevlar armor, <laughs> right? Not <laughs> solid steel plate. Well, it's the sta- I mean, it's the standard heavy armor that I got starting, and I think we were flavoring it to be one of those what police body armors. Let's let's reference the the sheet, Joey. What what's heavy armor? <laughs> it probably would be. We can say there's metal. There's there's like a soft outside and a like metal plates inside or something like that. Like inserts or something. Yeah. Sirius also has her riot shield, which just says the word Sirius on it now. <laughs> Sirius shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she she replaced the word riot with in police with Sirius and justice. <laughs> but it's it's drawn in like crayon. Here, <laughs> here, Niklaus. You wonder if she's even a police officer at this point. <laughs> It's flair that we're allowed to add to our gears. <laughs> she winks. The three of you are having a normal <laughs> normal volume conversation as you step into the corridor. Ahead of you, you see about 30 feet away is a four-way intersection in the corridor. So a four-way corridor. And we don't see any rust monsters yet, do we? No, you only hear the faint sounds of chittering. Uh, and Arya is with us, or does she already skedaddle? She's maybe like 10 feet ahead of you. She's like starting to head down the hallway. Is she being quiet? Let me roll for her. I feel like they get some sort of bonus or something, because they're small. Gnomes? She rolled a 12. So the most stealthy of all of us. Yes. Well, good thing she's in front. For us, not for her. And she heads towards the intersection. Arya, come back! I try to say whispering, but because we're doing so bad at stealth, it's louder than I, it probably should be. <laughs> we don't want to alert the rust monsters. There's like a cut to a rust monster farther down the hallway, and it like looks up after you say this. <laughs> a little exclamation point appears over it. It turns back to eating its metal. All right. I guess we got to clear this place of left or right, or is, has uh, Arya gone ahead and made that decision for us? You guys are still near the entrance of the place, so you guys just gotta, like, head towards the intersection to see what's there. Hercure has the intersection. Yeah. Niklaus is in the, the middle of the group. I think he's the only one without dark vision, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, is it dark? Dark-ish. Sirius is gonna try to get in front of her two compatriots and go to the intersection. As you guys head down this corridor, you notice that some of the metal piping and other equipment on the walls has been lightly chewed. Briefly masticated. And the level of chewedness increases as you head further in. As you arrive at the intersection where Arya is at, you see that each of these directions have been blocked off by more wooden barriers. And everybody go ahead and roll a perception check. That should be an 11 for Cirrus. 21 for Herkir. Damn. Two for Niklaus. Whatever light there is, it's not reaching Niklaus's eyes right now. Niklaus, you stumble over some stuff. Ah! Some of the voices in your head make fun of you. 
<laughs> Nerd. Dweeb. Here, here, you see and hear and feel everything. I'm having so many feelings, you guys. Here, here, be quiet. Feelings. From the direction that you've come in, you feel that there is a large area ahead. And this is... Like straight ahead, you mean? Yeah. And this is where you hear a lot of chittering. So in if we get to the four-way intersection, straight ahead is where we hear the chittering. Yeah. There's a lot of chittering straight up ahead. Feels like it's a, a big space. To the left, you hear fire and you feel heat. And you hear the sounds of clanking machinery. Sounds like there's some kind of machine off to the left and it's, it's very warm coming from over there. Mm, maybe that's where they smelt things? I don't know how any of this works. And to the right, it feels very, very cold behind the barrier. It's real cold behind the barrier to the right. <laughs> hmm. Just the just the opposite of the left. Maybe that's where they keep their food. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll have to check it out, I guess. Is there chittering coming from the left and right? I can't hear anything. No, I didn't. I didn't hear any chittering from the left and right. But a rust monster suddenly appears next to you. Wait, what? <laughs> it takes a look at you for a hot second. Here, here. Does it like pop out of the ground? It sort of emerges from the darkness, from the direction of the of the more chittering, of the heavy chittering. It takes a look at you and is just like, whatever. And then it turns around and starts eating the wall. Uh, hmm. Uh, okay. So it looks like they're not aggressive. Hmm. Well, then maybe instead of fighting that terrifying number that I can hear coming from ahead, is there some way we can lead them out of here? I mean, if we lead them out, and they get to that metal bridge, I think they're going to eat it and end up in the abyss, which is maybe a way to get rid of them, but... Didn't the foreman want to reopen this section of tunnel for workers to use? Yeah. It's going to be hard without a bridge. Yes. I mean, in theory, they could build a new bridge, but it also posed the risk of us getting trapped over here. Yes. Well, I mean, I could miss you step across, but yes, the rest of you <laughs> would be trapped. <laughs> I could... Bye. Shape change, so... Yeah, it's not that. Ceres is doomed, basically, if we go that way. Well, these creatures aren't evil, and they're not attacking us. I don't really want to hurt them if I don't have to. But they they are pests, and they do pose a danger to the arcology if they keep going up. I assume the arcology is built out of metal. As the three of you are discussing this being, the camera pans over it, and you see a large insect-like creature with a chitinous exoskeleton that is rust red. It has four legs and two antenna, and as you see it start gnawing on part of the wall, you see that its mouth is filled with sharp teeth and a long barbed tongue. It's about six feet long. Oh, oh that's big. That's a lot bigger than I was imagining. They are big. <laughs> and three feet tall at the shoulder. Oh, wow. That is huge. The stairs suddenly don't sound so bad. <laughs> we just leave. Yeah, too hard. Peace out. We're gonna take the stairs. I mean, we should at least check out the locations that have none or a few of the rust monsters to see if there's something there that could make this easier. Yeah, I, th I think we also don't want to go ahead to where all the monsters are without having our, our back secured. Yeah, and even though this one's not attacking us, there's no saying that when we go into their nest. Right. Or the side. Mm. Cold side first. All right, let's check out the food storage area. Sure. 
The three of you, plus Arya, take a look to your right, where the coldness is coming from, and you see that here there is yet another wooden barrier. Curses! Is there room to sneak through, or do we have to tear it down? Considering it's designed to keep rust monsters out, it's pretty tightly packed. You probably have to take off at least, like, a few boards to be able to get through. Good thing we have that crowbar. Yeah, let's see if we can do it a little quietly. All right, here I go. Yeah, go and roll a strength check with crowbar advantage. Crowbar. All right, that is a non-natural 20. Wow. I know. So strong. Dang. You pull off a couple of boards with the crowbar. They land onto the floor. You create a space large enough for you and the others to fit through. Sirius wipes the sweat off her brow and goes through. As you attempt to wipe off the sweat off your brow, it immediately starts to freeze. Well, this is uncomfortable. Arya, you might need to take the lead here. Arya's like, oh, what? Sure. You've got the warm boots, remember? Sirius, as you try to push through, you realize that it's getting exponentially colder as you head inside. Guys, it's 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 cold in here. Arya, meanwhile, with her magic boots, just strolls on through. This girl's made out of fire or something. It can't possibly be that. Oh, it's cold. It's cold. Huddle, huddle with me for warmth. The farthest you guys can make it in without taking cold damage is about ten feet. You guys are able to peek around the corner though, and you see that there's four crystals apparently used to hold coolant. One of them is leaking. Oh and the apparent source of the coldness in the room. The entire floor itself has frozen solid. In the far corner of the room, you see that there's a control panel of sorts. And you also see that stored in here is a giant shiny gear wheel that looks frozen, frozen, but also could potentially be very delicious if one were to be a rust monster. How big is that? It's about 10 feet in diameter. So barely squeeze through the halls, but we can get it out if we want to. Guys, I have... Okay, let's back up. Let's back up. Let's back up. I have an idea. Uh, we back up to the... Away from the cold. Uh, wait, I forgot one detail here. The, uh... You see that the the coolant is being pumped to another area of the facility. Do we know what can we tell, or does it just kind of go up and out somewhere? From here, you can't really tell. Okay. Uh, Arya, what... what, what what does that control panel do? Oh yeah, just let me take a look here. She slides over to the control panel. So cool. You, you, you don't have to show off. She takes a look at the control panel and she says, It controls the pressure of the storage tanks. Okay. Does it work? You see her hit some buttons. From the coolant tank that is leaking, some more liquid spills out. Meanwhile, the others bubble. Uh, Arya, can you can you do the... Can you? It's all my Tamara. Uh can you do the opposite? Can you shut the pressure off? She turns off the pressure, and the bubbling stops. What about the leaking one? It stops leaking. Okay. This, the room's still frozen, though, right? Yep. Okay. Well, let's go back to the hallway. I can't I can't think straight. Okay, Arya, we're going back to the hallway. It's too cold. All right, be right there. She slides out of the room. <laughs> Show off. When we get back to the hallway, Cirrus says, Is there maybe some way we can lure them in there and then freeze them we have that big wheel so if we could get that out and maybe thaw it a little bit or we could rile them up 
so that they're all chasing someone and then they run into the cold room past the leaking coolant and maybe the monsters will be distracted by the giant delicious iron wheel inside and freeze to death while they try to eat it that's another possibility how dumb are these creatures i mean they're not super intelligent i don't think they're that's true kind of like animals I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys have this one they have an intelligence score of two okay <laughs> so maybe we can <laughs> you're still standing next to one actually like the one that's like near the the four-way intersection it reaches out an antenna slowly towards Cirrus. I back away from it. It loses interest and turns back towards the wall. Yeah, it seems to only care about what food is closest to it. It doesn't seem to have much of an awareness of things going on around it. I'm sure if we attacked it, it would react. Hmm. Yeah. Should we check out the other room? That was the warm one, right? Yes, yeah, so we may go back to the central corridor and pass through it to the originally left side of the four-way intersection. You guys head on through. There's another wooden barrier here. Nekos passes over the crowbar to Sirius again. Alright, Sirius rolls up her sleeves and gets to work. Do your strength check with crowbar advantage. Crow vantage. Crow vantage. 16. Once again, you pull off some boards. Alright, and Arya, maybe hang back a little bit this time. I don't know if your boots will save you here. Wow, it's hot in here. I go through. We go through. You head inside. This room is hot and suffocating, and immediately you can feel sweat pouring down your faces. As you head inside, you see that there's several furnaces on the far side of the wall, and these are heating up vats of molten metal. The vats are being carried along a chain, heading in the direction of where you heard the chittering come from. Hmm. In the far corner of the room, in the direction of the chittering, you see occasional blasts of cold air. Hmm, it's all coming together, ain't it? <laughs> in the opposite corner, you see another control panel. Okay, but we're not actively getting hurt in here. We're just Correct, it, it, it is just hot. Okay. So then, they basically have an infinite vending machine of food pouring into that room ahead which is where i'm assuming they actually hammer out they do the metal thing right the actual metal working if not infested with uh rust monsters probably would happen back there hmm so i'm thinking if we turned off the machines here that might agitate the ones out in that room and so then grow hungry and come looking for food right and if we maybe if we hmm this is dangerous, but if we boarded up this room and boarded up our way out, the only way they would have to go is to the cold room. Mm-hmm. Then they would freeze to death? Yes, if we get them in there and then board that up. In theory. We could have the, the pressure turned all the way down so it's not quite as inhospitable over there. Then once they're in there going to town on the gear, we can maybe overload the pressure so that it like, explodes out. Well, how do we do that while... Not being in there. Well, there's the, the boots of cold protection. Alright, I don't like the idea of sending Arya in there by herself to do that, though. No, I can do it. I mean, she's the only one that can survive in those cold conditions. Well, it's because she's wearing the boots. She could give the boots to one of us, and that person could do it. I mean, I wouldn't impose on her like that. But... It actually takes a bit of time to attune to it. Mmm, okay. I look at Arya. Does she seem capable? <laughs> she stares back at you defiantly. 
We could have someone hidden in the hallway, maybe? Someone not wearing any metal. To do backup, what? As backup oh. for her. But they can't go into the room. Right, they would be in the, the hallway. But if they can um, have a ranged attack type thing, they could still be useful, potentially. Yeah. I don't mind keeping watch from the hallway. In fact, you could even build a barricade around me of wood. Finally! For me to, to shoot out from, and then I could misty step out of it. That's true. Isn't here you're made out of wood right now? I mean, I have bark skin. Okay, this idea is coming together. Sirius gets gets started constructing a barricade for oh Nicholas made out of wood. <laughs> Nicholas will examine the the control panel for this room to see what options there are. Nicholas, you head over to the control panel in the furnace room, and you see that it either turns up or turns down the heat. Mm. So if I turn down the heat, well, does that mean that the the giant cauldrons will stop being filled with molten metal? There will still be a little bit of melted metal, but not as much. Like, it wouldn't be to capacity, if that makes sense. Okay. It wouldn't melt all of it. Okay. And if, we, if he turned it up all the way, what does he think would happen? It would get very, very hot in this room. <laughs> but otherwise, unaffect the smelting process. Yep. Alternatively, we could turn off the pressure in the cold room so that it's just melted metal going into the shittering room fill it full of molten metal did we already turn off turn down the pressure or did we turn it back i don't think we turned it off all right did you turn the knob all the way or just back down to where it was no i just turned down a little bit okay so you had more you could go right yep yeah so it wasn't off i was just i don't i don't think filling the entire thing full of solidified metal is uh convenient (laughs) for the foreman Hmm, true. I just thought it might agitate the rust monsters. It, it definitely would <laughs> agitate them. So maybe we turn off the cold, turn up the heat so it's super hot, and then it'll like start splashing and flooding into that area, driving them away? Yeah, but then this room, well, we can't go into this room, and I don't think anyone else can. Well, we can, we can board up the, the intersection back towards the entrance. That way we can run away. Instead of being trapped in this room. Well, yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is then the foreman won't be able to get back in here. Uh, I mean, I can, tur- I can turn it back off again. I, I have had it, Niklaus cast Mage Hand. I have this thing that can turn knobs from like 30 feet away. Ooh, that's a really useful power, knob turning. Yeah, you can also pull levers and pick up really light things. Can it, can it open doors? If it's unlocked. Okay, well, which option are you... You two fellas feeling? Are we going hot or are we going cold? We could do both. Maybe some will die in the liquid metal and then they'll run out, see someone or something metal, and then be funneled towards the cold area. And we do cold plan after that. That makes sense to me. Cool. <laughs> I mean, all right. I don't love this uh, because these are these are innocent creatures, but I don't see any alternative. So someone else do it. I'll construct the barricade for for Nicholas. <laughs> All right, someone should go over the plan from beginning to end so we're all on the same page. All right, Arya, you're, you're critical to this plan, so let's make sure you understand. Go ahead and repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. Could you explain it to me again? All right, so we're going to make it real hot in the back through the molten metal room, and then that's going to hopefully drive them out or kill them. And then the rest we're going to try and get into the cold room where they will hopefully freeze. 
Right, so we're going to turn down the pressure all the way in the cold room, I think. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to turn up the heat in the hot room. Mm-hmm. And when they all run to the cold room, because we'll have boarded up the other hallways, we turn the cold all the way up to max. Right, and that's where Arya comes in, and we're going to be nearby in case she needs help. Okay, so what do I need to do? <laughs> so you're gonna, you're, we're going to go back to the cold room in a bit, and you're going to turn off the pressure all the way to, to zero. Okay. And then when the room fills up with thrust monsters later, you're going to turn all the way up to max. Hopefully, it'll leak out all over them, freeze them, and then you can just walk out past all their corpses. Okay. Wait, does this plan involve us boarding up hallways in record time? No, we're going to okay. board before we do anything. Okay. Which thing are we boarding up? Well, we don't really want them to go to the hot room here. Right. We can all go to the hallway right now, and I can just turn it up to max and that shouldn't affect anything on its own really until we turn off the cold okay well what's to stop them from coming out to the bridge we're gonna board up that one and y'all are gonna be on the other side of it oh i don't like that idea i want to be you're gonna be on the bridge side of the uh of that hallway barricade and if we have to i can clear out the hallway well i don't like that idea i want to be here in case Arya needs us well i'm gonna be on the other side i mean if you all want to if you want to build like a little barricade big enough for all of us in the hallway you could try to do that but i feel like then they won't run into the cold room they'll just attack us try to break down the barricade couldn't the barricade channel them into the cold room though it should but i mean like one that's kind of in the hallway of the cold room so i can still see and without being frozen mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if you want to be on the inside of the barricade you're welcome to Sarah. <laughs> i just feel like it's gonna be very dangerous for you hmm you can once they run past, you can always push the barricade aside and, and then follow in. We just don't want the the first initial stampede to get distracted. All right, I'll do that then. This is just cobbled together based on what I'm seeing. If you guys have a better idea, I, <laughs> I'm 100 on board. Well, the only other thing I could do is take off my armor and then leave it outside. But then I feel like I wouldn't be able to protect as well. Yeah, you, you must protect. I do. I must protect. I mean, you could stay on the other on this side of the barricade and just like hide under some wood, like a wooden lid, and then <laughs> pop out like wooden a lid, like those hunting spiders. Okay, well, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna take off my armor and leave it outside near where the bridge is, and I'll leave my warhammer there as well. Then we'll come back inside. We'll board up that exit, and I'll be here with my shield and stuff to to assist okay and so we're all gonna hide ourselves under like behind wood so we don't distract them when they come running yeah Ooh. That the plan hopefully yeah. should we like also leave the crowbar kind of towards where the oh, cold room is do, yeah like what, are the, what is what is that that children's story the with the gymo uh, gymo crumbs oh yeah the uh yeah, Selhans and Telgray, a cautionary tale for wayward children and the dangers of magic. Yeah, so we'll have pieces of metal on the way towards the giant gear. That way they're, they're directed. The dangers of non-JYMO prepared food. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's put this plan into action. So, yeah. step uh, one. For your for your armor, I also recommend just taking out the plates. You can leave the, the vest part, just the inserts, take those out. I feel like that would be more complicated and take more time. 
it's just Velcro, right? You just magic Velcro. <laughs> magic then, Velcro. No, it's just it's just an outfit, Nicklaus. Not everything needs to be magic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait. So we begin. <laughs> we do it. It's Execute. successful. Everything is good. All right. What do you guys do exactly? All right. Sarah spends ten minutes taking her armor off and putting it by where like the bridge is. Mm-hmm. You hand it over to Friedmar. Yeah. Like keep this safe. Don't sell it. Okay. He runs off. No! <laughs> Does he actually? No. Okay. Friedmar's a pretty stand-up guy. Or is he? Oh, that'll... <laughs> I can't wait to see how that plot uh, twist turns out. <laughs> He's the big bad, actually. All right. Step one, take off armor. Step two... Profit. Partially construct barricades. Again, an extra barricade back towards the entrance of the four-way intersection. Okay. Using the wood that serious bought? Yeah. yeah. All right. Nicholas will try to create a rudimentary blueprint for Cirrus <laughs> to follow in an attempt to help. All right, go ahead and roll an intelligence check. Okay, that's going to be a 13. Mm-hmm. A blueprint for hammering some boards together. Yeah, Nicklaus, you somehow draw up some schematics for a <laughs> barricade. It looks like a anti-tank hedgehog for some reason. Oh, I see. Nice. Meanwhile, Sirius, go ahead and roll a dexterity check with advantage. All right, so the total of that is a 15. In the schematic, we see an over-the-shoulder shot of Niklaus looking at it, and it looks, like, perfectly drawn. And then the camera pans up, and we see just, like, a technically correct, but just the shittier (laughs) version of it. Look, I did it, guys! But for the task at hand, it would serve its purpose. Guys, I did it. We're trapped in here now. <laughs> that's that's great. Perfect. Hooray. All right, step three. Do we build a little hideaway for us? More construction. <laughs> this is literally just like a, a board, like a long flat platform for us to like just lay down underneath. Sure. I, Does that, or I, like I, a lean-to maybe? Listen, I brought all this wood for a reason. A lean-to sounds better. A lean-to? Like a little slanted section of wood that just like goes against the barricade so we can pop out from behind it all right i use the wood to make that (laughs) (laughs) okay i i swear in my mind i have no idea what's going on but we'll we'll roll with it do you make another schematic for (laughs) yes i do all right go ahead and roll another intelligence check (laughs) it is for every time i need to hammer some wood together (laughs) it's just some slanted boards isn't it this one's 18 Okay, go and roll your dexterity check with advantage again, Sirius. Uh, I hope you have, like, the exciting heist music playing over this. <laughs> We're doing it in the episode. <laughs> Alright. That'll be a 17. Yeah, you make the little lean two. Okay, so now we turn up the heat? Yeah. Did we want to turn up... Turn? Did we already turn down the... Oh, yeah, we should turn it down all the way, right? Yeah, I thought that we were going to do that, then turn the heat up. But maybe yeah, yeah, let's do that matter. first, then. Oh, I thought the heat came first, and then we we're turned the cold down. We're real good at this plan. Either way. Well, I'll turn up the heat. I'll turn up the heat. So, uh, Niklaus will walk towards the, the hallway, towards the smelter section, and mm-hmm. he'll use Mage Hand to turn the lever knob to its maximum heat setting. From the entrance to the furnace room, you're able to reach your mage hand 
over to the control console and then just turn it up to max. Turn it up to 11, one might say. And immediately the furnaces respond. The metal that is hanging from the vats glows bright. Meanwhile, do a constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw. Ooh, that is 14 plus 7, so 21. As you turn up the knob, a massive wave of heat hits you at the entrance to the room. You're able to quickly turn around and make your escape. Your coat is singed, but otherwise you take no damage. Nicholas will press a digitate and mend his clothing back to pristine condition. Step seven. <laughs> uh, but he'll, he'll also put the board back on that barricade towards that room. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Arya heads over to the coolant room, and she heads over to the console and turns down the pressure. And then she walks back out. Does the chittering intensify? The chittering intensifies. What about the one that's right by us? It's too stupid to notice anything. It continues to eat the wall. Should we, should we kill this one? I think maybe we should hide or get in position. Okay. Prefer us not to be engaged in, <laughs> in a fight when all these, these hungry, hungry boys start pouring out. The class takes the little metal pins and clips that he had bought from the shopkeeper and drones them. Strong? Strong? Strews. Strews? What? <laughs> Strings? Strows? Strowblades? What, what, wait, what's going on? What are we talking Strown. about? Throws them, throws, them, throws them everywhere. Strown is the past tense, but what is the... Strewn. Strewn is past tense, right? Strewn. Yes. What the fuck are you what, talking what, about? What's the present? How know. do I say... How what's do I currently scatter? He scatters... <laughs> <laughs> he scatters the, the metal debris along the hallway towards the cold room before running back to his compatriots and says okay now we hide underneath this piece of wood huh the present tense of strewn is strew i we, strew I, the seeds in the garden he strew so he strews strewing he strews the metal along the hallway uh <laughs> towards the cold room before uh, running back and yelling at his friends to take cover underneath the piece of the plank of wood that we made doesn't aria have to go that way yeah but they, she can go after they're all eating oh that's a i thought that was a trap okay yeah, okay. I thought she was going to stay over there, but it's okay. She's here now. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> Instructions unclear. Profit! <laughs> okay, so there's a barricade in front of the furnace room. There's a barricade between... There's actually still... You guys never went up north, so there, there's actually still a barricade over there. Oh, so we've got to open up the back room before our, our plan can be... <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh you guys set up a barricade like at the crossroads right yeah yeah yeah. okay that that's where you guys are hiding behind yeah okay and who who is did i i guess Arya came back yeah Arya came back and we're all underneath the plank of wood <laughs> the one plank of wood yeah it became one plank when you put the planks together it just turns into a larger plank yeah it's a big plank big plank of gross yucky wood not appetizing at all how could this plan fail <laughs> Plans made in D and D never fail. Nikolaus should have made a, a schematic, a flowchart for everybody. <laughs> a PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody, gather around. <laughs> Next time. All right, here is the present situation. So there we were. So there you were, hiding behind a one plank long lean-to <laughs> from. 
Your exploration of the facility, you've determined that the machinery here has been creating an all-you-can-eat buffet for the rust monsters. There's a conveyor belt of sorts that brings in melted metal and then a, a system that cools it, and bringing it to a foundry or metalworking workshop that's located in the back of the facility that is infested by the rust monsters. You guys have turned up the heat to melt the metal and turned down the cooling system which means that hot metal is now heading into the area where the rust monsters are located. You guys have barricaded the path to the furnace and left the path to the coolant storage open. Inside the coolant storage is a piece of very shiny, tasty metal. From deep inside the facility, the chittering grows louder. And in subtitles, you can see it's like, Bro, where's the food at? Food? <laughs> Problems, bro. 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 bro, 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 bro. They're all going, bro. You guys can't really see this from. Well, actually, maybe you can. How far is your dark side? Like sixty. Sixty. Okay. I think. Yeah. Actually, you guys can see this. You guys see that there is a barricade that blocks the foundry area from leading to the crossroads. Yeah, and you guys note that the like the uh, the one rust monster that was just chilling here, uh, he managed to just like squeeze by it barely. A growing number of rust monsters approach the barricade, and they start pushing against it. The ones in the back push the ones in the front, and eventually they burst through the barricade. Your original rust monster bro is like, bro. 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 What do you think they're, they're saying to each other? <laughs> and a wave of rust monsters head towards the four-way intersection. Everybody go ahead and do a hide check. Oh, that's not going to be good. Oh, wait, no, I don't have no. my armor on. Hold on, so... Yeah, so no disadvantage. Okay. Got a very reasonable 11. 16. So I'm assuming an 8 would fail. An 8 does fail. Okay. So as Niklaus nestles underneath the wooden wall barricade that uh, Sirius constructed, uh, he nearly drops the, the lantern, but... Through a quick use of a sorcery point, he attempts to catch it before it clatters. And now we'll reroll. How am I the stealthiest? This is the question of our time. You take you nope. take the armor off, nope. and all of a sudden. Nope. Is it worse this time? <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, no. Well, it was uh, something before, and now it is a six. A six fails. But maybe everyone else is so good. But it's already a roll. Maybe Aria she rolled, rolled a 12. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> we got the sweet barricade. That must have helped. All right. The, uh, the rust monsters hit the four-way intersection. And then the first one that arrives, you see its antenna raise into the air. And Uh-oh. sort of coincidentally, it can detect the big chunk of gear located in the freezing room. And the vast majority of them head in that direction. Three of the particularly stupid ones <laughs> head in the wrong direction, having heard some sort of noise. I like how they're the stupid ones, even though the other ones are heading into a trap. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just so dumb, they can't even make it to the trap. Mm. And I'm going to roll a roll for your barricade. It is a five. <laughs> but what does that mean? <laughs> it's a five-star uh, barricade. 
Oh, yeah, I'll roll strength for them, too, so... <laughs> they rolled a six. So they very slowly... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They flail at the barricade. The barricade starts to fall over slightly. Yeah, they try to do the thing that they usually do to metal, but it's wood. So it takes them forever to get there. They, uh, And it's really just, like, the sheer weight and size of them that makes them burst through. We just sit there and let it happen, though, I guess. Niklaus is spamming, mending, 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 mending. <laughs> you just say that, you're just saying, mending, mending, mending. <laughs> it's only a one-foot, like, area that it happens in, so he's, like, whack-a-mole, just trying to slow it down. Yeah, Ari is just, like, running around, like, oh, shit, and the three rust monsters burst through. This is your belatedly adequate Dungeon Master Joey. Thanks for listening to this episode of Adequately Advanced Magic. I apologize for the somewhat long unintended break, but I have now returned. We should be good to go for the next couple of weeks. The guys didn't record as much as I would have preferred while I was gone, but the Desperate Orcish Housewives bonus one-shot is now underway, and I'm very excited about that. We have one more episode of the main campaign before that starts airing, and once that's done, we'll be back to Hercure, Niklaus, and Sears. One thing to note, we're going to be moving from our regular Tuesday publishing to Wednesday just to experiment a little and to maybe give me a little bit more time for editing. Join us next week as the group resolves their rusty problems.